You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And we are here with the cutest one, and that is Emily Hanks, host of She Speaks Bravo and the all-new She Speaks It All. Congratulations, Emily. Welcome, Emily. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, my God, of course. A returning cutie and you, Miss Thing, were the person who whispered (laughs) I am the cute one into Cloud 10's little ear. So thank you. (laughs) <laughs> so to repay you, we're going to have you break down a movie where Jason Biggs fucks a pie. No, but in our defense, Chelsea, I did ask Emily. Like, this was supposed to be our Hope Floats episode. And I was like, I'm not fully sold on it. So whatever movie you want to cover. Emily gave me a list and this was on it. So it's my she fault. has herself to blame. <laughs> I do. I do. American Pie, cuties. For those who are playing the game at home, American Pie is the movie we're covering. I really regretted it. (laughs) I didn't. Of course you didn't. Of course you didn't, Donnie. (laughs) It's basically porn. Okay, I didn't write this down, but I did read about this. I'm going to hit you with trivia right off the bat. Whatever the kid in King Arthur's Court's name is, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. When yep. his agent sent him the script, he read the first, like, three pages, and then he contacted his agent. He was like, why the fuck are you sending me scripts for porn? And they were like, please read the whole thing. It's not porn. Because in the original draft, the scene where he eats Tara Reed, Reed out, that was the opening scene of the movie. You know, I read the original script. <gasps> Did you? Were you going to audition? Yeah. So oh. my mom was working at Universal in production when this was being made. And so this was a very controversial movie. The network exec who signed up to do this was like taking a big risk. Yeah. And it was so raunchy. And like, this was the beginning of these sorts of comedies. So she took a big risk doing it. And I remember my mom had not read the script and she just heard it was a teen comedy. I was way too young to have auditioned. This is how (laughs) black my mother was as a parent. So she goes, read this script. And I read that opening scene. And I was like, mother, (laughs) I'm not auditioning for this. It was like everyone else was reading Judy Bloom, and you were reading The original American Pie script. (laughs) Funny, that guy, the actor you said, was so bad. I'm not kidding. So I went to dailies a couple times and he would do this weird thing with his mouth not just during the cunnilingus scene yeah. but just in general when he was talking where every time I'd sit in dailies and he would have a scene you could hear them behind us being like what are we gonna fucking do about his mouth? Should we get him gum to chew? Like he can't fucking talk. But as you can see his mouth is kind of weird yeah. in the whole thing. It right? is and that is so funny you brought that up because another trivia that I read but wasn't gonna say but now I will oh. the producers call the movie like behind everyone's back as a joke called it zombie high because so many of the cast members took so long to say their lines <laughs> him and chris klein included so they were like zombie yep. high it's really funny it was painful to watch <laughs> The movie premiered July 9th, 1999. If You Had My Love by Jennifer Lopez was the number one song. Oh, yes! (laughs) And this movie was number one at the box office with Wild Wild West and Big Daddy rounding out the top three. Seems about right. (laughs) On TV, I gasped when I read this. On TV. 
passions had begun. Incredible. And I will do a gentle plug. Chelsea and I found a place to watch this illegally. So DM us if you want the link. We can't post it publicly. But we just released a Patreon episode about our experience watching it. So check that out at patreon.com slash I am the cute one. But yes, passions and this movie did come out the same week. That makes sense. In my mind, American Pie and passions being birthed yeah. around the same time, that tracks. Yeah. Totally. Even just viewing it from a Donnie lens, which I did. American Pie was so much of my personality, as was Passions. So, like, envision me at 13 years old with these two things being my favorite things. And Austin Powers, probably. Uh-huh. That explains why I didn't have a lot of friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into how much this movie made, and it is jaw-dropping when I give you that number. It is so insane to me how well this movie did. It got four movie theatrical releases, like the first three and then a reunion, and then also five straight-to-DVD spinoffs. I swear it's to God. insane to it's me. insane! This is a movie, for those of you who haven't seen, where someone fucks a pie and someone else gets diarrhea in a girl's bathroom. Those are two major plot points. Those yeah. aren't like, haha, silly scenes. Like, that's like crucial to the Truly, plot it's of the title movie. of the movie, American Pie. <laughs> but so many of movies of this time embraced gross out humor, like Road Trip, yeah, Not Another yeah, Teen yeah, totally. Movie. All of those movies had like diarrhea scenes or like pubic hair scenes, whatever. Yeah. Our movies still like that today and I just don't watch teen movies or have we evolved (laughs) I know the pilot of Black Mirror someone fucks a pig carcass but besides (laughs) that (laughs) have we evolved that's a good question like are teen movies still like that because like why was that a teen movie right movies about high school students I had to go to with my mom and watch those scenes because they were rated R. We weren't even allowed into movies that were like about That's a great point. (laughs) And I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not really like hanging out with a ton of teenagers recently, but I feel like that was so much part of like the humor, specifically like straight boy humor of like, ugh, like come, pubes. Barf, mm-hmm. shit. Literally every bodily function that could happen was in this movie. No, not periods, because that's evil. Oh, well, they right. They hated women back then. Like, we needed the I blue can't. liquid spilling out of the cup onto the pad. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yes, well, apparently I hate women, too, because I didn't even think of periods. <laughs> well, you'll be thinking of periods <laughs> later on, let me tell you, because oh, I asked wait. our cuties for their worst sex stories, <gasps> and it Yay! is very menstrual cycle heavy, so toot toot oh, buckle up, Oh, incredible. Okay. Mm-hmm. If today's episode makes you laugh or scream, (laughs) please do us a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. A five-star review is the easiest way to grow our audience and this community. Thank you in advance. And go rate Emily's new show, Five Stars too. Yes, and, and her old show. show. God damn it. It's <laughs> fucking one-star reviews. I oh, yeah. Let's round out the curve there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a little trivia for American Pie. It was directed by Paul White, who also directed About a Boy, American Dreams with a Z, which is one of my favorite little-known movies. It did not age well also. Mandy Moore is in it, and it's about terrorism on American Idol. On American Idol? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But one of the contestants is a terrorist that comes with, like, a bomb on his book bag, but his family makes him do it. He doesn't want to do it. So then when he makes it to the top three, he's like, family, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, no, you signed up to blow up this stage. No, wait a minute. This is a comedy? It's a comedy. Okay, good. That's funny. (laughs) It's satire. We have something to say in a post-9-11 world. Uh how to be an American. Okay, it was written by Adam Hers, who also wrote all 
correct, all five episodes of a 2001 sitcom called Go Fish, starring Kieran Culkin as a high school boy who joined drama club, and Eric Matthews is his older brother. Huh. It only lasted what? five episodes, but yeah, he wrote it. <laughs> the budget was $11 million. It only cost $11 million to make this movie. That's nothing. nothing. Shannon Elizabeth was fully nude, and she was paid $2,000. And somebody else, one of the main boys, maybe Jason Biggs? I don't know. One of the main boys was paid $8,000, which is wow. also nothing. That might have been. Who plays Stifler? What's his name? Oh, yes, it is. Sean William Scott. He was yeah. the nicest, sweetest human being in the world to work with, so he might have been the guy that's like, I'll yeah. do it for free. Yeah. Who are you supposed to be, Emily? Any of them. Okay. Like, girl in movie, whoever. And then my mom was like, read a script, see who you want to audition for. And I was like, Mom? <laughs> no. Wait, I know we're not there yet, but you are also not the only girl in Hollywood that was offered any girl of her choice. Wait for it. It's crazy. But the movie cost $11 million to make and made $235 million. Holy shit. That's why this executive at Universal was like, I'm doing it. Do you see what she did? That bitch was... Money made. And I don't know if it was when it was sent to her or when she sent it to other people. I don't know Hollywood, how it works. They titled it like this movie cost $11 million to make. Executives won't like it, but audiences will. Like that was the title card of this movie. And they were right. Yeah. <laughs> They weren't wrong. It's unbelievable. People liked it so much. They knew somewhere a 13-year-old Donnie was just waiting to make this his entire personality. And sure he did. (laughs) But I wasn't the only one because Eugene Levy won the Blockbuster Entertainment Award for Favorite Supporting Actor. He was such a delight in this movie. He was. Mm -hmm. And I think this was my introduction to him. Me too. And then anytime he popped up after, I was like, oh my God, I love him. This is another jaw-dropping fact. Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. What? How his brain works, I'll never know. But he said, it's not inspired, but it is cheerful and hardworking and sometimes funny. And here's the important thing. It's not mean. Its characters are sweet and lovable. (laughs) And bordering on rapists. Yeah. Like, just one year away from doing some really bad shit in college. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know how that's sweet or lovable. Oh, Bob. (laughs) Good old Raj. It's not mean. It's just child pornography. That says a lot about him. I know. (laughs) R.I.P. R.I.P. See you in hell. (laughs) God. (laughs) Lord. I know. Insane. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. A lot of people turned this movie down. You were not the only one, Emily. Turned it down. (laughs) Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the studio's first choice for Jim, but he turned it down. Andrew Keegan was offered the role of Kevin, but he turned it down. I think he would have been good, though. And Selma Blair was offered any female role she wanted, and she was like, absolutely not. (laughs) But she has said in interviews she regrets it. Why? I don't know. But someone that wouldn't have taken the role is Sarah Michelle Gellar. She wasn't offered anything. But before the movie was officially released, Allison Hannigan brought, like, advanced copies to the set of Buffy. And during a lunch break, she, Seth Green, and Sarah Michelle Gellar all watched it. And I was watching an interview where Allison Hannigan was like, Seth Green loved it. Sarah didn't. <laughs> she's too classy. Although she was the girl that had pubic hair on her pizza and she's all that. But oh, for no this reason. is where she draws the line, yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Too far. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't turn anything down. Emily, yes, if you, you say did. something on this podcast, it makes it true. Oh, you're it's right. You're now. right. I did. I they said, guys, you no. any role you wanted. You said no. They went to Selma. Selma said no. They cast the movie. That's the way it went. And wait, next week that's going to be on the Wikipedia. I love it here. <laughs> so what character, if any, do you identify as? God, honestly, none. Oh, really? Maybe Natasha Leone's character. I see that for you. Because, yeah. this is about to make me sound really cool, I was having really good sex in high school. Oh. I had a really hot boyfriend. Okay. I lost my virginity at 16, oh, snuck in his bedroom window. <gasps> oh. Wow, like Clarissa. Yeah. <laughs> that was the latter going up. Like, I didn't know how lucky I was but he had a really big penis and he was super hot and like here I am a virgin not knowing that I was blessed to the gods just to have this first experience and like only experience then we had a very tumultuous, horrible, like, relationship where we fought all the time. As is tradition. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We, like, fought all the time, but then we'd make up. And mm. so we had uh-huh. sex in his car all the time. Mm. And I just thought that that was what, like, life was. So for me, high school was, like, great sex. I was like, why is everyone complaining? Like, this is great. So, like, <laughs> I was Natasha Leone. Okay. But I wasn't going around to anyone being like, give your girlfriend an orgasm, then she'll fuck you. I would have been like, you're a disgusting pig. Mm. You absolute <laughs> asshole. Like, go uh-huh. away. That's what I would have yeah. Doing. Fair? That's very fair. And it is officially Gemini season. So, as is tradition, I have two personalities. She was one of mine as well. She had that unbridled, I will find out I'm bisexual 10 years from now energy. And that is very much, you know, game recognized game. And then also, I was 100% Tara Reed in high school, except that I have no impulse control. So, my virginity <laughs> departed the party way sooner than she okay. did. Fair enough. I am... I'm scared for Donnie. No. I'm the tube sock. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrecked my brain, but then I decided I am Michelle. Yes. Because I am like a big weirdo in person and I am awkward as hell, but I'm also a freak and a pervert. Yeah, I get that. If there was a person here among us that would stick a flute anywhere in their orifices, I think it would be me. And we'll get there soon. I didn't have a flute, but I had other things. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. That sounds about right. I don't like that teaser. I don't like that teaser one bit. Mm -mm. Anyway, now we're at the part of the show. Emily, we're going to put a minute on the clock. Give us a synopsis. And don't feel obligated to use the full minute. Yeah. um, This is about these losers who think that being a virgin going to college is like the worst thing that you could possibly be. So they make this very rapey pact to have sex no matter what. At one point, they're going to illegally videotape a woman masturbating. Um, and then they're going to let their friend go join. And then he's going to ejaculate prematurely twice, which somehow is like not a big deal. He's just going to go to school the next day and it's cool. <laughs> he does have a happy ending, though. He finally goes to prom with the loser from band camp who, guess what, <laughs> likes sex, too, because apparently even losers like sex. That's what the lesson here is. And wouldn't you know it, the jock who's all into, you know, fucking and stuff falls in love with the choir girl because this movie is all about taking these very shallow tropes and turning them into whole movies. (laughs) So um, the writers really were like, let's just take kind of every caricature we've ever had in any teenage movie. We'll put Mm -hmm. it in this one. We'll do what they all do with all the same character arcs and slap a bunch of sex and nudity in it and call it a day. Yeah. It was right up Roger Ebert's alley, though. (laughs) He loved it. Sex. Sick. That is sick. 
heck? It's a really fucked up movie. It is. Now, the movie was originally rated MC-17, so they did have to make a lot of cuts. Like, Jim was only allowed to thrust in the pie once, I think. And Nadia (laughs) was only allowed to, like, put her hands at the top of her panties, and they had to cut away. Like, they did make a lot of cuts. Tara Reid was only allowed to moan once when she got eaten out. Like, there are rules to make an R-rated movie. I want that job. (laughs) I want the job where I get to decide, like, where the line is. So our movie begins, as all movies 37-year-old adults should be watching do, with a teenage boy jerking off into his tube sock as he watches fuzzy porn until he is interrupted by his parents. Now, I am 99.8% sure I told this story, but why not tell a story about getting caught masturbating one more time for good luck? When I was in high school, I too was watching fuzzy porn on my television, and my dad walked in, and then... It became a running joke where he, for like the rest of my high school career, called me Joe instead of Donnie because J-O, jerk off, get it? Oh my God. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Whenever I watched fuzzy porn, I always had that last channel button ready. So like if I got caught, I could go back to whatever. He walked in, saw that. I turned it to MTV and then I was like, now dad, come and watch with me. And he was like, no, bud, I'm all right. But I just got nervous. I was still hard as rocks, but I did not want to get in trouble for jerking off. Oh. Yeah, so that's sad. And that's probably why this movie was so much on my personality. You learned some tips of the trade. At least put a blanket over the boner. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Now, did either of you, or you can speak for all girls at large, do girls watch fuzzy porn, or is that only a boy? No, there. I've never felt desperate enough to mm-hmm. find porn mm, okay. to watch it like that. I got think it, that, it. and I don't want to stereotype or generalize, but I think that if you, as a girl, wanted to see a penis, you could just ask mm. any high school boy, and they would True. happily oblige. Yeah, that's. A good I did point. used to watch like Skinamax. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like very yeah. soft. Yeah, Yeah, where they're like humping their thighs. There's like a lot of like story building. And I liked that. And so then when I saw porn for the first time, I was like, this is a lot. Mm. I'm seeing holes. I'm not comfortable with (laughs) that. Same, Chelsea. I like a little bit of mystery. Like I like a good sex scene in a movie or TV show. But like I don't need it going all the way in and out. I'm like, all right. It's like I have an imagination. I can fill in the blanks. You don't have to spell it out for me. I don't need to see like veins. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't mind veins. I don't like seeing beef curtain, which is why one of my favorite porn sites, I don't know if they have it anymore, but they used to. It was called Straight Guys for Gay Eyes, and it was straight porn, but they would focus on the man. So instead of a close-up on the vagina, we saw like his face when he was thrusting, etc. Ooh, I would like that. A back shot, so you saw butt cheeks of him. Yeah, because I don't need all the penetration shots. Yeah, I know what's happening down there. Yeah, I don't need a biology lesson. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know what it's doing. Like, I Before we move on, I do have a trick if you watch fuzzy porn. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but if you do find yourself with an old TV and fuzzy porn is your only option, the top left-hand corner was always what the bottom would be, and the bottom right-hand corner was always what the top would be. So if you put your hand in the middle and squinted, you could see the top here and the bottom here. So you just have to do mental gymnastics to flip it around. You know what? I feel such immense empathy and pain and compassion for your dad, who walked in on you squinting with your hands Yeah, I looked like that monster from Pan's Labyrinth with my hand on my forehead. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Lord. So Jim's friends are a group of virgins. So everything Jim knows about sex, he learned from his Playboy collection and getting hard while watching The Little Mermaid. Now, our <laughs> cuties know I have never kept it quiet how I feel about cartoon characters. I would risk it all for Tony the Tiger, among many other cartoon lions and tigers <laughs> and bears. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> but <laughs> we also know that Chelsea wants to fuck twink foxes. But Emily, what cartoon characters, if any, made it better downward sweater for you? That was a Little Mermaid pun. Get it? Does it have to be of an animal? <laughs> no, you don't have to bring bestiality into this. <laughs> that was just, just us. Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember having like weird sexual awakenings that I didn't know were sexual awakenings watching Disney movies. Prince Eric was really hot for oh. sure. Oh, yeah. The Beast was a turn on. As the Beast. Yeah, when he turns into a yeah. human, he's very creepy. Yeah, awful. Yeah, awful. <laughs> but yeah, no, there were definitely lots of times cartoons turned me on. Welcome. <laughs> Speaking of Jim and his Playboy Hustler collection that he received from his father, I need to tell a Pepe story. So <gasps> Pepe was my grandfather, icon, cutest of all time. He had an extensive Playboy collection. I'm talking like <laughs> every single issue from like 1960 to 2023 wow. and not like you know in the case like these were used. used yeah when I started dating Dr. Bald Pepe gave me the March 1988 issue to give to him because that was his <gasps> first date and that was like his like welcome to the family I approve gift that's great Sweet, I guess. Just very Pepe. <laughs> so the Virgin Brigade is made up of Kevin, who is dating Tara Reid, but stranded on third base while she's Cornell bound. Finch, a mochaccino drinking Latin speaking boy who dresses like he's in the ensemble of Jersey Boys. And Oz, whose friends call him Nova, as in Casanova. But he's too busy focused on being romantic instead of paying attention to social cues. Suck, Suck me, beautiful. beautiful. My favorite line. <laughs> I still say it to this day. To Quinn, to strangers, anybody. <laughs> Emily, you touched on it a little already. Tell me how you feel about Jim and his friends. Oh, how do I feel about them? <laughs> they all just were so awkward on camera to me. So, like, it was hard for me to, like, get on board with their vibes. And I think that's, like, semi the point. I think that maybe they did, like, too good of a job in casting mm-hmm. because I think the point is supposed to be like even the ones that fancy themselves as ladies men like don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah. but it was a little too realistic yeah, yeah. they seemed like Michigan high school okay boys. that's that's fair <laughs> why is being a virgin in college like such the worst thing anyone's ever thought of I can't speak to it though because I wasn't going to be a virgin <laughs> as stated college. previously great sex yeah <laughs> so like I was going into college like a fucking sexual deity <laughs> no I just it's like a sad sad thing that they set this guy up who arguably Jim was the most interesting if we're being honest doesn't he seem like the one you'd want to hang out they with they did a great job in this movie of covering the full spectrum of douchebag like they really covered oh, yeah. all of their bases of terrible men and I have to say another thing I I really like about this movie again it does not hold up however there are a lot of parts I enjoyed and one of the things I liked was that none of these people are the heroes like all of the women in this movie are just objectively way better and smarter and more awesome oh, than yeah. them across the board and they were the ones coaching Jim on how to have sex true doesn't it feel like they were experts on sex and Jim was the idiot I think they were all at third base, and he's done literally nothing. Okay. They had felt right. the apple pie, whereas right, he had right. to get store-bought. <laughs> exactly. Which, more trivia, the pie was bought at Costco. 
<laughs> so Dry Dicks Incorporated, go to a party at Jennifer Coolidge's Dry Sunhouse. Dicks Incorporated. <laughs> I had fun calling them something new every time I bring them. Yeah. They go to a party at Jennifer Coolidge's son's house, and it becomes quite clear why Jim is still a virgin. When he approaches the foreign exchange student, Nadia, he can't say anything. He is speechless. But I do understand because I am this way. Even to this day, I am married for seven years now. But as you know, this is... Should this be Patreon? No, I don't care. It'll be closed by the time this comes out. I was an usher at Bad Cinderella. And the man that plays Prince Charming is possibly one of the hottest men I've ever seen. He is definitely the most muscular man I've ever seen. And he would come and talk to us, not about sex, just like, hello, how are you guys doing? And I could not make eye contact with him. I turned as orange as the shirt I'm wearing. I looked at the floor. I felt like I was in middle school again. So I do understand where Jim is coming from, but... My God, it's a loser behavior. Okay. I do too. Like if I'm around someone I'm attracted to, I'm a mess. Like I haven't also talked to a guy I'm attracted to in so long. I don't know what I would do. I have the opposite problem. I cannot shut the fuck up. And I will say anything that comes to my mind, which to quote April Ludgate from Parks and Rec, welcome to the Thunderdome. No one wants to know what's going inside this noggin all the time. And I just, there is no filter. (laughs) Just anything that comes to mind. (laughs) Huh. Luckily, I locked down a psychopath of my own because, again, not my fault. He asked me to marry him. It is good to know that you already have someone on lock because I feel like I would not advertise this podcast at all if I was trying to find a man. <laughs> I was like, you do not need to know anything I ever said. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, since we're talking about the party, I do need to talk about the blowjob scene. As I said before, this movie came out when I was 13 years old. It was rated R. So you had to have adult supervision when you watched it. I watched it with my parents. Watching this blowjob scene when Kevin comes into a Ooh. cup and then Stifler drinks it. My father, who had two children at the time... I'm sure he's had sex besides that, but we know this man has had sex twice. Twice. He Uh said out loud, what is that? No. (gasps) Yeah. What? (laughs) What do you think it is? Did you explain it to him? My mom did. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I wonder if he said it to see if I took the bait and explained it, to see if I knew what it was. But my mom then took the bait and explained what it was. So if I didn't know what it was before, I then certainly knew. That makes it... (laughs) Just so much worse. (laughs) There's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment, expecting to be the center of attention, and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be. Okay, that's not entirely true, cuties. Being held captive in a cave for three months by your half-sister who loves your fiancé or your cousin teaming up with the witch next door to condemn your soul to the underworld is kind of equal to that. Can you tell I've been binge-watching Passions? But (laughs) life is not a soap opera, though. So the worst thing in the real world would be the situation I brought up earlier. Instead of listening to you intently, asking you how you feel, and helping you along, the doctor is checking the clock. On ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you, listen to you, and prioritize your care. They'll make you one of their passions. (laughs) See what I did there? 
ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Go to ZocDoc.com cute and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. 24 hours, you guys. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash cute. ZocDoc dot com slash cute. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of two hundred dollars or more it's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high quality collectibles or you can gift it to that super geek in your life perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that i've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby yoda and again that i refuse to stop calling it baby yoda plus shopping at sideshow earns you five percent back in sideshow rewards meaning for every one hundred dollars spent you get five dollars back in rewards that can be used on future purchases while geeking out is its own reward your collection goes farther with sideshow so what are you waiting for visit sideshow.com promo code cute one right now and get ready to let your geek side show oh that's clever sideshow like sideshow.com I get it. To develop the role of Stifler and build the perfect douche, Sean William Scott called up eight guys he hated from high school and talked to them for a little bit. Amazing. And then took one thing from each of them. Like, he took one guy's smile, one guy's cadence, one guy's laugh, one guy's walk, and then built Stifler from them iconic it's so he good. is truly one of the nicest people in real life too i believe I love that yeah because yeah. i always hated him but then i realized it's because he's so good at what he does and 
you're meant to hate. Yeah. And they do say, like, as a general Hollywood rule, people that play bitches really well are usually nice. And people that are nice only in movies and can't play bitches are usually bitches Mm -hmm. in real life. Yep. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Jennifer Aniston doesn't totally get that because she she actually is pretty fucking. Who's the secret bitchiest you've ever met? Reese Witherspoon. (gasps) But that track. I saw that cop video. Yeah. <laughs> She's not America's sweetheart, like Jasmine from Big Brother. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode if you need that <laughs> This group of losers decide enough is enough when objectively the ugliest person I've ever seen in a movie loses her virginity before they do. So they make a pact to lose their virginity by prom night. So they each come up with a plan. Oz joins the choir to find a girlfriend and learn how to be sensitive. Finch pays Jessica $200 to spread a rumor he's a beast in bed, which seems to work until Jennifer Coolidge's son spikes his drink with a laxative and he gets diarrhea in the girl's bathroom. And Kevin learns how to finally make Tara Reid have an orgasm after finding an old book written by other high school incels. Okay, I would argue that the people that wrote this Bible were not incels because I can guarantee there are no three threads on the red pill subreddit uh, about ways to make women come. Well, that's true. I just don't think these people giving advice are actually all good at it. I don't know. Good that point. tongue tornado seemed to really whip Terry. Well, I said some. I said some. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a very packed paragraph. So if you want to touch on any of it, Oh. Feel free. If not, I'll move on. Should I tell my story now? Is this when I'm queued up, Donnie? Yes. I even, so in my notes, I said, Emily, I don't know a good segue here. Tell me about the first time a guy went down on you. So tell your story, please. And I'm so relieved that you guys <laughs> talked about this beforehand because I saw that in the outline. Emily, tell us about the first time a guy went down on you. And I was like, Jesus, Donnie, you're really going for it. No, because time. normally I don't reach out to the guests ahead of time to see that they have a story. But because this movie was so like aggressive, there's many different aspects avenues we could have went down with personal stories and I didn't want Emily to feel blindsided with any prompts so I was like you just tell me any sex stuff you want me to put in the outline so I will not say who but this was with actually a very very d-list bravo leb back in (gasps) school can you say if they've ever been on watch what happens live Uh, yes oh okay so we had dated a little bit, like, just the way you date in high school. This is before I met my boyfriend, boyfriend. Huh. Big Dick Dan or yeah. <laughs> And I went over to his house, and this is how gay I was. I put on cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew me from theater and stuff, so, like, he... He was also gay. <laughs> well, uh, we were watching cabaret and started making out, and we then started getting, like, more into it. And so I had never had a guy go down on me, period. So when he started going down that direction, it was already, like, ooh, a little nerve-wracking. Then he leaves me hanging and goes, I'll be right back. Uh-huh. I'm hanging out there, like, in the wind. And he runs to I don't know where. I don't know, to another part of his home. Comes back with ice cubes in his mouth. <gasps> Oh, Uh, no, this is a boy that read Cosmo. It was traumatizing. Mm -hmm. It was so bad. And I didn't know what you were supposed to get Uh out of it. Freezer burn. I didn't know what the end goal was of it happening ever. Like, Uh even without the ice. To be honest, I don't know how it ended. I, like, I disassociated. Well, you probably blacked out when... An ice cube was put on you. Yeah, the ice melted and you said, okay. Also, it's wild to me. He came back in the room with ice cubes in his mouth, like a chipmunk. <laughs> you know he had brain freeze. That hits the top of your roof. Yeah. 
So like this is how young I was. Then my dad came to pick me up. Uh. And like two days later, I broke up with him. And to this day, he does not put together that that's why we broke up. Oh, wow. Until maybe he listens yeah. to this I hope he's not a fan of I Am The Cute One. <laughs> okay, so while all of that is happening, not Emily's, but everything <laughs> in the movie, Jim fucks an apple pie. Now, it does seem a little crazy, but I do want to tell a personal story. No, thank you. Now, in 2023, like, they sell, like, those little dick sleeves and, like, flashlights, and there's all these toys that are at your disposal. But in 1999, or, well, that's not when I did my thing, but around that time, there just weren't. Mm-hmm. Since I was a single late middle school, early high school boy, I didn't have people to fool around with, but I had the urge to fool around with people. So... I used to put boxer shorts on the end of my family's plunger and suck it like it was a dick. <laughs> Why the plunger? Not the part that goes in the toilet, the handle. Even still. Well, what else would I put on? A broom, a swiffer, <laughs> a mop, a baseball bat. There are so many options before the plunger. A baseball bat? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's where we're going to get into logistics now. <laughs> no, that's why I put underwear on it. Of all the directions that I thought that story was going to go. It was the plunger that your family used to... Plunge the toilet, yeah. Johnny! <laughs> okay, but gay people literally eat assholes. So I think it was good practice. You know what? It built up your tolerance. Exactly. I just... Like... You know, I blame I blame you, too. How? I picked American Pie. To be yeah. fair, I gave a list. I you gave a did. list and Donnie picked American Pie from it. Because okay? he wanted to tell the world about <laughs> sucking a plunger's dick. Through boxers. I like that Like you had enough imagination to make the plunger to dick connection. Yeah, he uh-huh. thought it through. It needed to have boxers just to give it that touch of realism. Well, and also so I wasn't putting a plunger in my mouth. Oh, oh yeah. So you didn't stick it like through the boxer hole. Oh, it was, like, no, no, no. It box. was like I was sucking a dick with underwear <laughs> on. Hung up the little boxers and then stuck it through, and then had it like coming through the little slit. Like, wait, it was, like, it was like an installation of like you hung the <laughs> stuck it through, and he was like, Oh, god, no, yeah, I use it as a protective covering. As I looked at my yearbook at the same time, you don't need more details. Who were you looking I at? I can't tell you. It was a picture of himself, it was one of the 85 photos that was no, there. not middle school, in high school, maybe, but my middle school yearbook. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can't even do this. <laughs> so an apple pie is not enough. So Jim invites Nadia over to study. Buckle up, because here's where no laughs will be found. Uh-huh. Because before being predatory and setting up a webcam in his room, he and his friends can watch her change. But uh-huh. Karma's a bitch, though. And the webcam link is sent to the entire school and Blink-182 for some reason. <laughs> so yeah. when he goes back in the room and she invites him to fool around, the school and Blink-182 for some reason sees everything including him prematurely ejaculating twice. What a cute little child pornography distribution storyline we had. Truly. There's not much to say about the scene other than like ick but I did ask our cuties for their most embarrassing sex situations and they're a lot funnier than than that. Child porn, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just a few. 
I was Winnie the Pooh twerking upside down on a wall, tried to flip over, <laughs> fell, and couldn't get up. So that's just a t-shirt and no panties? Is that what that means? Right? So. Yeah. But now I'm imagining like maybe that is a style of twerking is Winnie the Poohing. <laughs> Girl. Know? Amazing. Like getting out of the it. honey maybe? Yeah. Okay. I had sex with my high school boyfriend in the car and his mom found my underwear and gave them back to me in a Ziploc bag. Oh, oh my God. Power play, honestly. Yeah. I had sex for the first time ever. It was Awkward, obviously, but I was at my friend's house. I was convinced I was pregnant like immediately. My friend begged me not to, but I woke up my friend's mom bawling, telling her that I had sex and I was pregnant. I oh. made her take me to Planned Parenthood in the morning. Uh, yeah, that's um poor thing. Yeah. This is not the same thing at all, but as you know, I used to jerk off in my bathroom at home. Yeah. So then I would always deep clean the toilet seat when I was done because I was afraid if any of my juice got on it, I would get like my mom or sister pregnant. <laughs> yeah. That's so considerate. Well, more for me. Like, how that unfortunate. That's really sweet, though. A lot of times you can't even get a guy to put a toilet seat down. <laughs> well, that's true. You are deep cleaning. Probably with that plunger. <laughs> a one-two special for that poor little guy. That plunger. Okay, last one. Oh. It was Super Bowl night. I got wasted, slept with a friend, had my period, and got the nickname Bloody Mary. Oh. Which I have a period story, not of my own, but of somebody else. So there was a guy in college that I was friends with, and he was super drunk and was going down on a girl. And it was pitch black. They Uh were blacked out, perhaps. And he just thought that she was like really moist like enjoying herself turns out she had her period he came out and it looked like he <laughs> was a vampire and the oh my God. was called edward cullen the rest of his because oh. it was like a crime scene <laughs> wow, wow, wow 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 because of his public humiliation band geek michelle is the only one willing to go to the prom with jim he assumes it's because she hasn't seen the video but on the big night she reveals it's quite the opposite and she knew he'd be a safe bet she doesn't stick a flute up her pussy but she does dominate him in bed that night (laughs) and you know I have a low patience and get sick of things easily and quickly and I feel like one time at band camp was the first time I ever experienced it in my Where life. Where then everybody was repeating it. Yeah, like at first, I was like, yes, let's do this, let's do this. And then suddenly I just stopped and everyone kept doing it for about 12 years. And I said, okay, we're done now. Yeah. And then I was haunted by Borat when that came out. My wife. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah. And now uh, it's Tom Sandoval. I literally have it in my notebook to bring to my therapist tomorrow of why Sandoval puts me in a rage. So we'll see what she says. <laughs> Hope you get the help you need. <laughs> me too. No, I agree that when the pop culture thing keeps going and going, it's very mm. Michael Scott from The Office to like continue to yeah. do something. It's like, what's that? It's like, are you still doing that? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you should say The Office because that's what she said is another one that mm. people just didn't know when to stop. See, I think that if something goes on too long, there is a window where it becomes funny yeah, again. again later. later. Like it becomes the most annoying thing. But then if it goes on, kind of like this podcast, like if you've stuck <laughs> it out to this episode hopefully it's funny again i'm sure it was a real slog there in the middle but like eventually you get brainwashed enough to be like oh subscribe five stars this is something that's enjoyable to my ears (laughs) no i think like fashion it needs to go away for a little bit and then come back and be funny again like we can't just keep saying one time at band camp we need to disappear for like 10 years and then bring it back as a throwback it's so true (laughs) and i think (laughs) 
I really deep dived here. I think you need to have a personality of your own and then sprinkle it in with pop culture references. There we go. But there are people that only use pop culture references as their personality. And that's when I'm like, okay, you should be dead. Okay, well, (laughs) have you ever had a friend that you think is funny and then one day you realize they just quote movies? Mm. Because it's happened to me with some of like my very best friends that I'm still friends with, but like everybody (laughs) thinks they're funny. And then one day you realize like, oh, this person has never like said an original joke in their life. Question. First of all, are you talking about Donnie? Second of all, <laughs> is this like a new thing you've discovered as you've started doing this podcast and Ooh. watching more movies that you <gasps> didn't watch? Good question. You know what? They, people probably took advantage of your like yeah. blind spot. They're like, Chelsea doesn't know this is totally cool. <laughs> Do you know what? Yes, because it's been in the last two years that there's been uh, three separate times that I've been like, oh my God, they were just like doing basically like a twitter retweet and i didn't know i thought it was original i thought and they and they love that about you they're like chelsea doesn't have a clue this is totally stolen material my life (laughs) (laughs) one time in college this guy jumped out of a bush and yelled that at me it was very alarming but emily it's funny that you shaded me and asked if it was about me because sometimes i do get afraid like my whole personality is just quoting movies but then i remember i did just talking about sucking a plunger you're an original shot, my so. friend elsewhere <laughs> it's revealed that the ugliest person to ever be in a movie lied about losing his virginity at jennifer coolidge's son's party which causes him to piss his pants in front of everyone <laughs> karma strikes again but this time i did not find it funny because i was triggered because you know i pissed uh-huh. my pants at yeah. a moment's notice as well mm-hmm. so yeah we're not going to talk about this so kevin who had become obsessed with the pact also had sex at the party and tara Reed breaks up with him immediately after, which is icon behavior. Mm-hmm. She tells him they'll drift apart after college, so let's just get it out of the way now. And I was triggered yet again because I never had sex with a woman. I'm a gold card gay. But my first girlfriend in seventh grade, we dated for six months and then we finally kissed with tongue. The night of, she broke up with mm. me. Yep. She's like, you're gay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Can we talk about Oz really quick? Because obviously he was the most likable character. He ends up like really falling in love with yeah. his choir girl, all the things. He would have smelled so bad coming from that lacrosse game to that choir concert have you ever smelled lacrosse pads before (laughs) the like violent sour milk smell of a lacrosse bag (laughs) is true nasal assault and he didn't have time to shower he went right from that lacrosse field to that choir concert and just that's all I could think about that whole time was just that like I I can like taste it how bad it smells (laughs) The awkwardness, too, of the way they, like, sang. They yeah. looked so uncomfortable on that stage. They were like, the comfort of your arms. I'm like, oh, God, they don't even know how to stand. <laughs> that was so bad. It was so, so uncomfortable. Chelsea had Glee PSD. Uh. At least on Glee, there's way more talent. Well. I was actually there for the dailies when they did the choir rehearsal. And I remember uh. even I was like, this is bad, you guys. Like, this is a <laughs> bad movie. There was all these issues because Mina Suvari's skirt was so unflattering. That was oh. the talk oh. of the whole day. They were like, why is she wearing this fucking skirt? This skirt, she makes her look 10 feet wide. Like, it was all they talked about. Oh, which wow. Which also led to me having such insecurities when I would go into auditions. Yeah. Because sure. I was like, I know for a fact there are executives that Sit around talking about how fat we look. Mm. Yeah, so let that be known to everyone out there pursuing acting. It's Mm. real. 
they are doing that. Use code cute one. Get your authentic <laughs> today. I would totally do it. Fuck yeah. I know. And buccal fat removal. I, I would am not a role model. Oh, no. Me neither. Just like Natalie. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like which one? Ooh. No, what's her last name? The one from like Thor and Black Swan. Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman. When she was on Saturday Night Live and does that Lonely Island rap, she says, "I never said I was a role model," and I quote that all the time. But I have a personality of my own where it's just cherry on top. Okay, it's okay, not my fault. Okay, 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 Donnie. <laughs> if this really is an insecurity of yours, I can assure you that yes. Okay, I want to make the distinction. Yes, yes. You quote things and make yeah. things your personality all the time, but it's like the most obscure shit that no uh, one okay. else even knows what you're talking about. <laughs> that now I know what you're talking about, and I've started quoting. But like, come on, brother, it's Christmas. Like, oh, that's like so good. So good. I got the chills, Chelsea. Like, yeah, there are so many things that you have made your personality but it is in no way connected to that's what she said or my wife which okay, I am right. going to bring back my wife after <laughs> I said it six times so. you know what I'm going to bring back which I'm sure people are really sick of you know what happens to a frog when he's struck by lightning <laughs> The same thing that happens to everything else. Okay, nobody's sick of Ugh. that because nobody knows what it is. It's from X. I hate that I know that. You've ruined I know. Me. You've I've done a brain. great job. Yeah. One more person we have to talk about before we end this recording. Finch. He also seals the deal on the pact with Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Who is yeah. hot, like sexy. Oh, she is for sure. And also a, a pedophile. pedophile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. No offense. I don't know how to word this without being inappropriate, but like she is hot. So you had a choice of whoever you wanted and you chose a <laughs> teenage Donnie boy. Donnie is saying if you're ugly, it makes sense to be a pedophile. <laughs> well, no, yeah, uh, like she wasn't out of options. She didn't look like Al's toy barn from Toy Story 2. Like then we would say like, oh, she definitely has child porn on her computer. I see what you're but saying. But like, yeah, this is a woman that could go to a bar and get fucked six ways from sideways. And she said, I like it 18 or younger. That is an exact quote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She said after 12 is lunchtime. She didn't say that, but she might as well. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Watching it again, I was like, this was like an iconic scene and not one person was like, whoa, 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 guys. And it's an iconic character, Stifler's mom. People still call her that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> has Jennifer, has, Shana, has she ever, I wonder if she's ever addressed oh, that. Oh, I don't know. I saw that Shannon Elizabeth talked about the movie and like, she knows it's a different time now, but she doesn't regret it. She needed the money, blah, 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 blah. The $2,000. Yeah, uh-huh. But she also said she would have done it for free. Really quick, when I was on Live Journal, there was, there was a fake Shannon Elizabeth account and whoever it was would like cyber bully my friend and I. <laughs> it was so crazy. Was it Why? one of your friends? If it was, we don't know to this day. Was it like she was only cyberbullying <laughs> you or was that like she would cyberbully anybody? Because if it was just your friend group, it was 100% somebody in your friend group. Oh, now. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. I need to go on the way back machine and see if I can find those comments and if they messaged other people too or just That's that. amazing. Like always in our comments, it was always... <laughs> like mean things but as Shannon Elizabeth it was so nuts Which was, and I know we're so out of time but speaking of fake people bullying people Donnie I revisited your Candace Cameron Beret <laughs> Burr whatever the fuck uh-huh. her name is when you pretended to be her on Twitter <laughs> 
I truly, to this day, don't think I've ever seen something funnier in my life. <laughs> that was so good. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. both of Some you. of your best work. Oh, I really. agree. I was cackling on the train making <laughs> those said, What was the, I found out TGIF. Stands for Thank God I'm Fag. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end this movie. If we didn't have enough underage sex on the internet in this movie, the movie ends with Jim stripping for Nadia on a webcam. Cool. A happy ending for everybody. <laughs> That's what she said. Ah! <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Thanks. So final thoughts. If we were to bring this movie to present day, who would you cast in a reboot or what would you want the plot of a sequel to be? Now, for me, I mean, this movie absolutely could not be made yeah. in present day. But, Donnie, speaking of you rotting my brain and influencing <laughs> me, you're trying to get me to see corn on Broadway. Shucked by that. Okay. <laughs> if anybody has connections to corn or shucked, the band or the musical, I want this movie, American Pie, to be a musical on Broadway. Mm. Like, that would be a show I would see. Imagine the choreography <laughs> to the Apple fucking uh, song, yeah. you know? Only one thrust, though. That's actually a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. It, there was a Fifty Shades of Grey musical off-Broadway, so oh. whoever did that could do that. I love that plan. Thank well, you. Well, since there's been a hundred sequels of yeah. this movie already, I would yeah. like just to have people watching it and making fun of it and have <laughs> that turn into a movie. Well, that's what we did. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, can... so like a mystery science theater. So like oh. a bunch of comedians come in or maybe even like funny people from the movie. Like Jason Biggs would probably want to make fun of it. But just like it's, yeah. it was just such a horribly done movie. Yeah. Even like the way it was filmed. I'm like, just what is this? Like the way the <laughs> shots are set up. Like it's just so poorly done that I would like to just watch us rip on it. I had the same problem. There are so many sequels and it's not even a story worth retelling necessarily. So I said, if we even tried to retell it, I think it would have to be a like Netflix limited series where we could really dive into like how the girls feel about it, everything. And then also it would have to be a series, not a movie too, so that the pact is not the full plot. Like we need just their day to day for a little bit. We need Tara Reid going to college, all that kind of stuff. And then a sex pact can be one episode. Oh my God, Donnie, I feel like you just actually, that's probably like being made right now. Well, not right now. The writer's strike. Let me yeah. be a scab and then I'll send it to somebody. Yeah, but like that <laughs> just kidding. sounded like something they're totally working on. Like American Pie the series or something. <laughs> oh, probably. Right? Yeah, let's not even put it in the atmosphere. Final, final thoughts. <laughs> what aged well and what aged like Blockbuster? Whole movie. Yeah. Blockbuster. Most of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. The child pornography, Stifler's yeah. mom being a pedophile, all the things we said. I will say the thing that aged well was the advice advice that the college chick gave Oz where she said <laughs> yes. all you have to do to impress a woman is to ask them questions and listen to what they say and shit because it's so wild to me that this is still it remains a novel concept yeah. it is like mind-blowing to men that like if they just fucking listen that maybe women will want to fuck them <laughs> right that age as yeah. well magic yeah I don't think really anything <laughs> aged uh, much better than that, though. Like, beyond mm -hmm. that, Natasha Leone's pretty cool. Her yeah. character's pretty cool. This movie does capture, like, the anticipation and build-up and, like, scariness of losing your virginity. And I will say... Eugene Levy's parenting approach, very Aww. in right now, like open communication, sex positive, et cetera. Yes. <laughs> very much. Well, at least we got something. We got something. Not much else. <laughs> Good Lord. I do think so as bad. like a one sentence gimmick of the movie, like four boys are virgins that want to lose their virginity before college. I think 
if you took that with better writers, we could make that into something now. But all of the details surrounding it are problematic and don't age well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. with that, that is the end of our time together. Emily, let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can listen to both podcasts, all of the things. Ooh, this is my first time plugging both. Ah! Okay. So you can follow uh, you can follow me on Instagram at She Speaks Bravo. I'm also doing at She Speaks It All Pod. We should follow that too. Uh, both podcasts are everywhere you get your podcasts. She Speaks Bravo is obviously about Bravo TV, and I do about three episodes a week. Kill me. So she wild. Speaks It All is going to be about all the other non-Bravo shows. It's going to be a weekly roundup of like Succession, Yellow Jackets, RuPaul's, I would call it All-Stars, but it's more like RuPaul's former contestants. On <laughs> yeah, so then I'll do some bonus episodes over there. But yeah, you can check me out everywhere. And thank you guys for having me. Oh my God, of course. Thank, thank, you, you, thank you for coming. You. And next week, Chalchella 2023 officially Woo! begins. I am very excited because I'm a better person than Chelsea is. So while she <laughs> drug her feet all month about Donnie mm-hmm. Appreciation Month and talk about how miserable she was, I am thrilled. <laughs> and that is all. We will talk to you later. Love, Love you like a sister. sister. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash IamTheCuteOne. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you, you later. later. Love, Love you like a sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.